Alright, it's been a little too long, but welcome back to A Night of Regrettable Sex. Um, we are here in beautiful Blightwood Park, uh, something that I swear is going to catch on, because no one has heard of Brightwood Park, nobody. It is either Petworth or that weird area between Petworth and Brightwood, but... I don't know. It's kind, of, it's kind of the taint of, you know... It's kind of the taint area. of this a area. A weird connection. Yeah. But, I mean, since the, we're here in the Blight House, uh, back in the Blight House for the first time since the first episode, because uh, Ben isn't on tour, so thank you, Ben. You're welcome. I don't know if I'm thankful that I'm not on tour, but, you know... Oh, well... I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm, to be here today. I'm thankful that you're here today, <laughs> yeah. Um, very excited uh, for the two guests that we have. Um... A Night of Regrettable Sex, for those of you who may have forgotten, doesn't necessarily have to be about regrettable sex, but it does have to be about poor life decisions, and since we will all keep making those, it will continue to be a show. So I'm very excited to have Catherine Jessup here. Um, she also has a podcast called mm -hmm. Advice with Dave and Cat. Yes. And you can also see her performing stand-up all over the greater... Um, at this point, East Coast area. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Hi. Nice Hi. to be here. Yay. <laughs> and also, we have Matt Dowling. Um, if you hear Ben and I calling him Fatty, uh, don't worry, it's not an accurate nickname. It's just the sort of thing that happens. It's a very confusing nickname. It's a very confusing nickname, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's completely accurate. <laughs> okay. He is in three different bands, and I guess now... Um, now four, now that you're doing your own project? Kinda. Kinda. As of, as of yesterday. As of yesterday. It counts! It counts! In this very room yeah. that we're all in right now. All right. <laughs> this very... All right. But, uh, The Effects, I know, have a show coming up soon at, uh, Songbird. Yeah, Friday at Songbird. And I, I was at Songbird on Friday with Joy Buttons. It was oh, nice. Pretty cool. Except yeah. for the load-in and Adams Morgan. But, Ooh. but, it, yeah. at, um, Songbird is... Doing it right. Actually, I was just talking yeah. with Alex today, and I think I've talked with Ben yeah. about this too. It's like, man, if that spot were in like Petworth or, uh -huh. or, or Mount Pleasant or just like something a little bit like more easily accessible, it would just be a dream come true. But definitely really good people. And anyway, but yeah. it, that, that venue's going to be doing well. I so think, hooray so. for Songbird. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing a show there. Next Tuesday. Next the Tuesday? Second, third, is that something the, like that. Oh, yeah, is that yeah, the yeah, bucket? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The bucket the show? The third. Yeah, I'm doing the bucket show. It's on weird. I'm like, I've heard great things, and I'm looking cool. forward to it. So cool. cool. Good to know. I yeah, mean, totally. I, I can speak highly of the food. I, I have I have eaten the food. Good. To, duly noted. Yeah, and Jonathan <laughs> Drewy, who um, runs the best karaoke in, in the city, also works there, so... Cool. Yes. So do they do they have karaoke yet? You know they don't. Um, he he's doing karaoke um, tonight, which won't be tonight by the time this comes out. Haha. -ha, at uh, DC Nine. Okay. On the rooftop. And oh shit. He does indie rock karaoke, and then he does karaoke at Galaxy Hut, and sometimes at Comet, but not at Songbird yet. I, I, I feel like this is a an opportunity that should happen, especially since he's like in charge of all the vinyl that comes in. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah. the, uh, first part of the Night of Regrettable Sex is that we figure out who has made the most regrettable decision of the time period since last we spoke, and I think that today's winner is Martin Shkreli. Yeah! Who remembers that douchebag? Catherine looks confused. He's the guy that, um, raised the price of Daraprim, 
which is a life-saving drug, from $13.50 a pill to $750 oh. a pill. I didn't know his name. Yeah. He's, okay. He's that douchebag. So, um, I was just having a conversation. Jimmy Rhodes was at Oh, yeah, the because game they, were on, they, they were on were that on label. label. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's kind of incredible that yeah. there's that line to us, really, because yes. we're all like good friends with Jimmy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I did hear about that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, the dude had put some money into Collect Records, which is right. um, a, a label that our friend's band is on. And the owner of Collect Records was like, we, and we are severing all ties with this guy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's even anything else to be said other than, can we please make him go away? Bernie Sanders yeah. rejected him as well because uh, he... I believe he donated something like he, he the re- maximum amount, like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty seven hundred dollars. Twenty seven hundred dollars, and and then he took the money and actually donated to uh, the Whitman Walker Center. Oh, was it to Whitman Walker? Yeah, they just he just immediately was just being like, "I'm not accepting it. We're just going to give it specifically." Yeah, to, which exactly. Is probably the best thing that could have happened. I I agree. Yeah, yeah. to to which this guy was like, "Well, he could have just given it back." But instead, he accepted it, even if he gave it somewhere else. And I'm like, you, nothing that you say makes you look good. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. We're sure he's had a lot of regrettable sex. Or rather, we're sure that a lot of people have had regrettable sex with yeah, him. Yeah, he regrets nothing. He probably, yeah, yeah he, he seems like a sociopath. Nothing. He regrets <laughs> yeah. nothing. I'm sure there are other people like, oh, I had sex with this guy. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do that? He's looking out for number one. Right. That's all. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. number one is, is pretty fucking rich. So, Martin Shkreli, screw you. You are the lousiest human that we have found in this episode. And now we're going to go on to some little more personal stories <laughs> about some lousy humans in this room. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Catherine, I think we're going to start with you. Okay. Yes. Hi. So, yes. Hi. I hear that you have a story. Um... Mine isn't exclusively about sex. None also, of them I have think, been. I None of them have a been medium so far. Human, not a lousy human. You're a medium not human. Not like a great human, but not garbage. Um, okay. Let's have a little self-worth. Uh, All right. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not really about self-worth. <laughs> I have, I'm about um, trying to do loose impersonations of... Futurama. That's right. uh, that's what that is, really. Good thing to be about. That's that's really where the name Lousy Humans comes from, is from me mishearing oh. Bender. Ah, okay, then I'm <laughs> yeah. fine with that. Yeah, cool. okay. Right on, never mind, I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, um, there is a character, speaking of Lousy Humans, of the best kind. Um, I'm doing a character at the next Romaine and Lettuce called Guided by Val. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got it. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. It's uh yeah, which is going to be a very loose and very in- intoxicated Bob Pollard impersonation. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Cool. So cool. yeah, um so medium human uh, uh shooting. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Catherine yeah. has Hi. a has a has a story, a fun story about um interesting okay. debatable life choices. Debatable. For us. Yes, for sure. So, um I have lived in DC. I should preface this by saying I've lived in DC for a long time now. Uh, like my, basically my adult life. I've lived in DC since I graduated school and came down here. Um, which means I've had a DC license forever, which means I've had jury. I've been called to jury. I'm like one of the half the 
DC that gets jury duty all the time, like every two years to the uh, day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so several years ago, I was working as a coach um, to high school kids, and I got a jury duty summons and blew it off because I had we had a big race up in Canada, and so um, I didn't go to jury duty. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do it. Got it. Uh, instead, I went to Canada. Um, I drove a bunch of like you know squirming fifteen year olds across international lines, lost someone's passport. Um, kind of started a relationship that ultimately lasted about seven months longer than it should have because of course it did. Um, and then by the time I got back, uh, there was an even louder, angrier jury summons. Oh, on, yeah, at my house. So here's the thing: um, when you ignore a jury when you blow off a jury summons from dc federal court they come back angrier mm-hmm. like it's like a multi-headed hydra like it's gonna <laughs> have to keep going um and so i was ultimately i got another summons for like six months later um that was instead of being the first one was for a pettit jury which is a trial jury where it's like one person and you're like hang them high and then <laughs> um but oh, yeah. instead uh i was on a grant i Received a grand jury summons, oh. which means ultimate, and I was ultimately chosen because oh. I went to the judge and was like, "It's okay, I can leave, right?" And they were like, "No, you work in the media, you're gonna be here forever." Because <laughs> um, I did, I worked for a media company at the time, and I was like, "That means I should probably not have any information about what's happening in court, right? Like, you don't want me." And instead, he was just like, "No, but if we hear anything about this, we're gonna assume it's you." And uh, more or less threatened me with jail time. That was fun. Oh! And then, <laughs> so I was on a grand jury for two years. For two years? For two years. I was on a D.C. federal grand jury for two years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They had dibs on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh-huh. Uh, for two years. And it worked out to be something like 35 weeks, I think, over the entire worth of days that I had to figure out for, like, for my taxes and whatever. Um, but yeah, so it was 35 weeks worth of time over two years and we heard some interesting cases, but it was definite and like, I can't, that I can't really talk about because they're not on like matter of public record. But, um, yeah, the moral of my story is don't blow off a jury duty summons to drive a van to Canada (laughs) and then come back and have, uh, two years of your life gone. Wow. That's like, if you want to freak out. That's a good way to have to <laughs> like, I'm a year into this. I've accomplished nothing in the last year. Holy shit. Ah, like that. Yeah, that freaked me out. Um, but yeah, that was my debatable choice that oh came my to God. mind immediately when you asked me to do yes. this. Yeah. It also sounds like a debatable relationship happened in the middle of oh, it. Oh, it did. Was it, it somebody did. that was that lived in Canada? I'm just curious. No, though. no, no, no. It was someone uh, on another team that we were traveling with. Oh. The door was an adult. Um, I, <laughs> but it was, I, I, actually, I assumed as much, but... <laughs> yeah, but I did say I was driving teenagers around. Um, but yeah, no, it was... Um, and it was, like, it was fine, but it was not going to work out for a variety of... Like, we had a fight. Uh, I'm not a big animal person, largely because I'm allergic to them, and so I don't... Like, I don't want a dog. I don't want a whatever, because... 
I'm, I, I don't. Um, and I, <laughs> it's, I, okay. it's fine. There's a cat in the room. I'm not that allergic. <laughs> You're okay. love she's my story scowling. coming up. Perfect. <laughs> I know. She is. She's kind of like, she's like side-eyeing me, but that's a separate issue. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what cats do. I know. That's her charm. Yeah. yeah. But like, for instance, like we almost broke up um, because he wanted like a big 200 pound dog and I didn't want a dog. And neither one of us lived in a place where we could get a dog. Neither one of us lived in a place, like, we're going to be moving in the next six months to a year. Like, it was just one of those, like, like that kind of, like, we fought all the time. And there was a oh. huge disconnect, and it didn't work out. Um, and then we did. We hung on for too long. But uh-huh. I don't want to brag. I'm real good at hanging on for too long. What? So. I don't know anything yeah. about that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit DC. Oh, 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 and then the other thing, in the time that I was on the grand jury, I got a summons for su- local superior court jury uh-huh. duty. But you were on the grand but jury. But I was already on a grand jury, and I just walked the thing in and was like, you have to fix this. I can't be on two juries at once. Like, I literally cannot do this. Yeah. Uh, be in the two different places, two courthouses on the same day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that you, was you don't, have, you don't have that capability? No, no, no. But I did meet a lot of, like, it was an interesting group of people because it was um, half black, half white. Uh, half men, half women, and, like, the black ladies were all, like, in their 80s, and, like, grandmothers and retired, which at some point you should, like, not have to do jury duty anymore, right? Like, at some point they're like, listen, you have been a member of society for, like, seven decades now. You retired out of the pool. Like, that's it, right? Um, But, yeah, it was just, like, a bunch of old black ladies that called me baby doll for, like, two years. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that that was my life, 2008 to 2010. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. think I met you, like, in the middle of... The... No, I guess by the time I met you, you were probably done with... I the... was done, and I was, like, not able to talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it meant that I had to do, like, all of my job in three days and, like, nights and weekends, oh, too, because I had to work, too. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, and I stayed at my job for, like, because I hate... I wasn't really happy at my job, but I stayed because I couldn't get an... leave and get another job and only be working three days a week and, like... Yeah, the whole thing was a hot mess. So, yay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, moral of that story, don't, av- <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't avoid a jury summons. It doesn't matter how cute Niagara Falls is, don't drive a van of kids to Canada to avoid jury duty. Wow. They will find you. <laughs> yeah. They will fucking find you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, at this point... Generally, there is a multiple choice quiz about uh, what regrettable thing I have done that is based on the uh, story told by the, uh, usually by the first person. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't have a relatable story, Val. I know. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I didn't do anything regrettable when I went to Canada. Um, That's a missed opportunity. I know. (laughs) I, I did Their money see... is so cute, and they call it loonies and toonies. Like, that's <laughs> adorable. Yeah. Loonies, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that makes... That what makes happened? Ron Funch's joke so, make so much more sense. What? All right. Oh, no, he was just joking around on At Midnight, and he just kept using loony. And then it's because it's their money. Yeah, it's their uh, their dollar coin has a loon on it, and they call it a loony. I And their $2 coin has a, is a toonie. Oh my god, because that's adorable. Puns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loonies and toonies. Alright. Mm-hmm. Um well let's see. Let's see what is uh the most regrettable thing that 
I have avoided doing. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Can you just talk about your Tinder experience in Chicago? Can I talk about my Tinder experience in Chicago? Based on your last okay, comedy set. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, okay, I avoided I, meeting up with this guy. <laughs> and but, was I, I was, I, yes, okay, yes. Yes, you and were And I was there were like Chicago. standing behind you when you were Tindering in Chicago. Yes, yeah. you were. Yes, you were. Well, you were Tindering and then alternately like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that guy that I was tindering with actually seemed pretty cool. But I'm not arguing. Yeah, but, that yeah. one. Well, that one was also somewhere in that big open field washing Slater Kenny. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was tindering the last time I was in Chicago. I just put on there, um, hey, I, I like left the pictures that I had, and then just put, I'm in, I'm in DC. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm in Chicago from D.C. for Pitchfork. I do this every year. Just holler at me if you also want to freak out during Slater Kinney. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a lot of responses. And one of them hit me up on Friday night. Mostly was pretty rambly. Liked Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, because I just looked at him. I'm like, oh, you look like you're, you're fun and quirky. And um, so I talked to him for a little bit on Friday. Don't really think anything of it. I get a message on Sunday as I'm leaving the festival in in a car with uh, Rohan and with Candace Jones. We're in the back, of, the three of us are in the back of an Uber, and Candace and I were not able to receive messages on the festival grounds because everybody's using their Wi-Fi, probably Tinder. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to sit down. We get our messages. Mine it was from Quirky Guy that says, and it says, "What happened to our love?" To which I said... Chica, <laughs> <Jigga>, what? <laughs> to which I said, oh, I'm sorry, I went back to D.C. To which he responded, it's okay, I'm fat and weird and have a small peen. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, this is my closer now! <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't top that. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Although, the the only way that could have been topped was Rohan reading that and going, well, shit, I wish the guy I dated on Friday would have told me that up front. That would have saved me $20 in Ubers. Because <laughs> he went out to date yeah. a guy and... He well, went out and Rohan... to date a guy? Oh, or... no, no. Yeah. Right, no, let's no. be clear. There's no dinner involved. <laughs> not, on, not on your 30th birthday, no. <laughs> no. Um, and he went out and then meets up with this guy, and that and the guy was like, oh my god, you're drunk, and to which Rohan was like, ew, you're fat. And <laughs> so that didn't work out. Have you had Rohan on the show yet? Oh, he's on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, Good. On the next show, uh, Rohan Mahavedan and Candace Jones. Perfect. Yes. It's going to be epic. <laughs> I'm very excited. The two people who were in that car. So it's there we go. We got we got that Cinder story instead of um, perfect in, instead of a multiple choice quiz this time around. And uh, and scene. <laughs> yeah, cool. To quote to quote Haywood. Um, all right, buddy. Let's right, let's let, hear your story. Well, I'm glad I forced the segue. Uh, from Tinder into OkCupid, okay, uh, yeah, because that's that's largely what I'm going to talk about is OkCupid. Okay, um, uh, there was a little over a year of my life where I was very single, and that with my old band, Deleted Scenes, we were touring a lot, so that made it easier. And actually, part of that time, we were out in Nashville for like six weeks writing a record, um, 
And the reason why I decided to join OKCupid okay at that time was because my old drummer, Brian, who was living in New York, was like, yeah, you know, like everyone's on OKCupid okay and it's really, it's cool, man. It's like you can, you know, find mm-hmm. good matches and it's like, and, and it's free. And I was like, all right. I, I, I was like, I was like, is it not anymore? They do a thing now where they like to get like certain like perks about it. Like you can normally like, like see who liked you, whatever. They like charge you. You have to upgrade. It's like nine ninety nine a month. I still use the free version, yeah, and I mean, by use I, I, I mean I get emails list, from the free version. I don't think I've actually logged in in a while. Oh. Yeah. Well, I haven't been on in a while, but that one year was pretty interesting, and I'm going to talk to you about the highlight of that year. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess in New York, it's like. So it was such a common thing, like, you know, you'll probably find a few weirdos here and there, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, it's just like a compliment to your real life, you know, meeting of people. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And um, I I certainly had some weird experiences. It was, it was like right before I left to go to Nashville for six weeks that I was kind of like in a, a couple... Like I was, I was like seeing a couple of people that I was like, felt a little bit strange about. And then I was also being stalked by another person (laughs) in DC that Val's very aware of, but, um, and that, that stalking sort of continued throughout Nashville. And I, I was in Nashville for six weeks. Then I came back and I kind of like had a clean slate when I came back. So I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to give this another whirl. And, um, the following story, I feel like I've told... There was a period where I told it a lot, and I'm about to tell it now on record for uh-huh. the first time. Yes. So I hope I tell it right. Um, but the person's name... I, it, it, I, how many people listen to this podcast? Like, uh, don't, You don't need to give her their name. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean. Well, I'll, I'll give it anyway. Her name is Sylvia, uh, but it's spelled weird, so you won't be able to find it out. So it's still... Uh, I'm still... I, hopefully I won't be sued, like in a month or something, but, um, uh, wait, so wait, wait, but it's a true story. Yeah. This is well, everything, then, everything, whatever. everything, everything <laughs> yeah. I'm stating is totally true. And there's no reason. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's slander. Well, I don't know. So Sylvia, it at the time was a postdoc in biomedical engineering at Hopkins. And I have a similar background. Um, I don't, Oh, she, she reached out to me on OKCupid while I was in Nashville. Okay. And, I, and I was kind of like, I, I think I responded, but I was like, I, I didn't really take it that seriously because I was, I was in, I wasn't going to be back for like a month. And, but then I like maybe a week later kind of messaged back and I was, and she was like, yeah, we should get together when you get back. And I was like, I was like, okay. Like, and I'm like back in the DC area and I'm like, you know, kind of like clean slate. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll drive out to Baltimore and, you know, we'll hang out. And um, this is a Friday night in Baltimore. Um, I drive up. We went to grab some dinner in Fells Point. And um, she's uh, she's from Hungary, the mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. <laughs> Hungary. And um, so, you know, she has like, there's, there's a little bit of like an accent barrier. I mean, not that much. We start like, we start like, uh, you know, just talking about mainly like research based stuff initially, but, um, but quickly it becomes apparent that she's a pretty significant animal lover. 
Um, and she, she started talking to me about, you know, her, I, I guess just certain like pets that she had and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool or whatever. And then we're like looking at the menu and I'm like, huh, this place looks good. It was like, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. But it was like kind of like a Greek sort of based restaurant. And she's like, oh, and by the way, you're eating vegetarian tonight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, I was like, and, and, and she was like, she basically jumped into like, you know, how fucked up it is to not be a vegetarian or vegan. And, and you know, because started having discussions about like factory farming and, you and know, some of like, like you do on first dates. <laughs> well, some, and, and then and then some of like the bad effects of eating meat. Like she actually like broke out a research paper that like <laughs> that talked about like that talked about like how eating meat like fucks up your body pH and like you do on a first date. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I mean I, I I had a certain level of interest. I mean I've I have a background in science and um and you know, I was reading some of it, but you know I had questions but i didn't want to get too deep into it but you know just a lot of like like she's kind of like throwing a lot on me for for like um first meeting someone about like yeah kind of just the moral aspect of of not being a vegetarian and like Uh and like that i'm kind of part of the problem (laughs) if if i'm not part of the solution i mean which is like oh my god uh i mean if you if if i mean and i i do agree that like factory farming is fucked up and there there's a better way of doing things but anyway um so i'm kind of like i, I don't know i i had a pretty weird feeling just from the get-go of like i'm like this is not really gonna go very far and like part of me is kind of like well you know i'm like up i drove all the way up here i'm like let me try to like have a good time with it you know yeah. like not like like i i did not see like chemistry i, I was just like you know, i'm just up here hanging out i'm not like I'm not going to try to hook up with this girl or anything like that. It's just like, be pleasant. I'm like, we're going to have dinner and like hang out, whatever. And, um, and I mean, I did, there was a common interest from the standpoint of like, you know, doing research. Oh, I, I, I'm reminded of one thing. She, so I was like, one thing I was asking, she's, you know, a biological researcher and like a lot of, if you're going to have legitimate research results in like biomedical engineering at some point you have to do some kind of what are called in vivo studies meaning in generally in an animal first and then you know if a certain research technique or you know biomaterial or something takes off at some point you'd want to use it in people and like a clinical trial for the um for whatever application it's for um but and so she's at hopkins like tons of animal research is done at hopkins Uh for for in in you know bunch of different departments and i was like so i was like do you not do like do you not come across animal research you know being a postdoc and that sort of thing she's like she's like well there is a lot of research but they created a special way for me to get into the building so that i don't have to witness any of the animal research and she 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 you know as part of her deal she refused to do any animal research at all Uh um and is not cool with it and you know we got into discussion about like well it'll never happen that for like a new therapy or a new thing that they'll bypass animals and just go directly to people. Like the risk is too high. Like there's too much legal liability. And, um, and she's like, she's like, no, that is the way it should be. Like, she's like, if I, and this happened during that, it's funny. Like this conversation came up during the the first setting, which is at dinner. She's like, you know, if I saw, if I saw a dog, 
injured and dying on the street and also a person, I'd save the dog first. Like, oh, it, it, you know, that came up. And I mean, that that's fine. Or it was like, I was like, I, I remember when she said that, which is towards the end of the dinner. I was like, I, I had this weird feeling. I was like, like, I, I just had a weird feeling when she said that. And I was like, it, 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 I, I was going through yeah. like a pretty, um, uh, I don't know, I guess radical phase of my life where I, I felt very like, um, like I could, I, I don't normally feel like this, but I felt like I could like, I could see, like I, I had a better sense of like seeing and like feeling that and like kind of like predicting the future a little bit and uh-huh. a, a little more than I normally can. But that, that particular line gave me like a weird feeling. So like, all right, like, you know, we're done with dinner. Um, and we were like, we're in Fell's point there. It's like maybe at that point, like 11 PM. And it's like, all right, you know, we can go to this Fell's point bar and like grab a drink. And we're like kind of talking. And there was like, I remember there's like this shitty, like cover folk band playing in this bar. And I'm just like, <laughs> and, and we're kind of like sitting there and grab a drink. And I, I, I kind of started getting a sense at that point that she was like having a good time and like, kind of like feeling me. Oh. Which I, I was not feeling the same thing, but, um, but you know, I'm just kind of like, at that point, it was like a little bit small talk and, and, um, you know, we just like have one drink and I'm like, yeah, it's like maybe 1130, right. getting close to midnight ish. I'm like, all right. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of time to head home. And she's like, she's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah. Do you think you'd give me a ride back? Like, you know, live just outside the city. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that that's cool, you know, um, and uh, and we start driving. It's like, it's a, it was it was. I remember it was October. It was this time of year. Uh huh. Like now, three ish years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And um, and we're driving, and she had made that point about an animal dying on the side of the street, and we we get out. We start driving. She lives up like. 83 north which like comes out of the center of the city up to like yeah. the nor- mm-hmm. you know northern su- suburbs and so we start driving and like as soon as we start driving she's like i swear to god she's like it's like is, is, um, we're driving out of like fells point like towards the 83 north exit she's like she's like do you know what my new least favorite race is <gasps> what what <laughs> and i was like i was like uh what (laughs) and she's like asians and i was like oh oh why are uh no no not that any answer was gonna be good but i was was, hoping she said tabby or something (laughs) i was like i was like i was like um i was like why and she's like because they're bad in bed and i was like oh oh okay (laughs) <laughs> and she's like she's like she's like yeah my least favorite race before that was black people <laughs> I saw, like I'm, I'm not kidding oh like, like I, I that that cool. happened um, yeah sometimes you go on a first date with a racist hungry <laughs> and she pulls out research papers so it's like so like we're like on 83 north and it's now it's like you know 12 30 12 45 we're driving and she's like, and she's expat. Like, I'm like, so what, why are Asian, why are Asians bad in bed? And she's like kind of expounding on that. Like they're like, they don't really care about, she's speaking about Asian men, like that they don't care about the woman. And they're like, they're not really, you know, 
um, it's just kind of like mechanical and it's not, uh, it's not okay. passionate or whatever. And so I'm like, listen, I'm driving. I'm like, drive in 83 North is, is a, a split high, you know, yeah. there's like, mm-hmm. there's like a one, you know, 83 South going back in the city and 83 North. And there's a, a split between the two. And I'm like, I see like headlights up in front of me. I'm like, what's going on? I'm, I'm in the leftmost lane, you know, the fastest lane. There weren't that many cars in the road, but I see like lights. I'm like, holy shit, there's a car coming right at me going south on 83 North. I swerve out of the way. Uh-huh. A car is running from the cops going south on 83 <laughs> North in Baltimore. So I'm like, I'm like, fuck, that was, I almost died, you know? And like, and I'm like, I'm like but she's right off 83 North. So, you know, we're going to be home soon. I'll drop her off and then get on with life. Well, then I come up to the next exit and the 83 North is blocked off because that car was like running from the cut. So they blocked it <laughs> off and the cops were like setting everything up to try to like catch this guy. So I was forced off of 83 North like two exits early. Uh-huh. So I'm like off 83 North and now I have to take all these like side roads back. And mm-hmm. like that, I swear that that, that thought of like uh, the animal yeah. dead on the side of the road kind of like came into my mind as I'm driving and like driving we're like talking a little bit more like we're maybe like you know 10 minutes away from her place on the GPS and I come around this bend along the side of you know just the rural almost rural Baltimore suburban like northern Baltimore and like driving and there's an animal in the road I like swerve out of the way to miss the animal and she's like stop stop you have to stop right now pull over the car right now she like, starts going nuts and i'm like fuck <laughs> like, like, so i'm like so and and i i thankfully missed i swerved out of the way of the animal because yeah. obviously she would have probably killed me in retrospect had i like hit it so yeah. i missed it and um we pull over on the side of the road and like it's like maybe I want to say 50 yards up from where the animal was. So I like pull over. She's like yelling at me to stop the car. She runs out into the street in this like road mm-hmm. where like cars are like coming around this bend every uh-huh. so often. Yeah. And she like runs up to the animal and I'm like, I'm like sitting there like um, looking in my rearview mirror and she's like up there like doing something like looking at this animal or something. And it's funny like I'm thinking back to like having told the story multiple times. It, uh, like people every time we've said the story somebody's like so you just drove away and i didn't drive away i i guess i i anyway um i didn't so I, i'm like i'm stopped there on this like side of the road and i'm like kind of waiting and i kind of get out and i like walk up and i try to like see well my first thing was like what is this animal is it a dog is it a cat or whatever it's like and i kind of walk up to it and she's like kind of like looking at it and she's like hey can you please grab a trash can lid from you know that trash can over there was like there's like a couple trash cans outside this building near this near the side of the road and i'm like okay so i grab this trash can lid and i walk up to her and i like see what the animal is it's a raccoon that's still alive and she's like she's like he's still alive but very badly injured can you just give me this trash can lid so i can put it on and and get him off the road and i'm like i'm like okay yeah so like i give her this trash can lid and she 
like uses part like something out of her purse to like she's grabbing a live raccoon to pull it onto this trash can <laughs> lid and and um she pulls it off the side of the road and she um she then she she puts it on the side and then she's like can you please call animal rescue here's the number and um and i'm like all right like i call the number mm-hmm. and nobody answers because it's fucking 1 a.m in baltimore and nobody gives a fuck about like <laughs> a animal on the side of the road and then she asked me to call this uh catonsville animal hospital right and <laughs> and i call I, I call them and they're like yeah uh hi and i'm like hey uh there's a an animal on the side of the road we were wondering if you could maybe come help out and they're like oh, okay um so what kind of animal is it? And uh, I'm like, it's a, it's a raccoon. <laughs> and they're like, uh, I need to go talk to my boss real quick. <laughs> so they talk to their boss and they come back and they're like, uh, I'm like waiting like a minute and they come back. They're like, yeah, we can't take a raccoon in. Like they carry rabies and we just can't, you know, we don't yeah. do that. And so I'm like, that's cool. Like I communicated that message to my date and she's like, she picks up the thing and starts walking towards my car and i'm like i'm like what are you doing (laughs) and uh and she's like there's a veterinarian just near my house which is just over the bridge two minutes away can we please take him over there and i'm like like in my car (laughs) and she's like yes he's very badly injured there's no way he's gonna get up and i'm like I don't know about this, you know? And she's like, just do it. I'm telling you, there's no way that it'll be fine. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot. But (laughs) I was like, is it really two minutes away? And she's like, yes, it's really two minutes away. And so she, in my scion that's outside right now, she puts the raccoon on a trash can lid Uh in the car. Uh-huh. And we start driving, and I'm just like, I was like, man, this, one, this place better be two minutes away, and then I'm just like envisioning in my mind like Tommy Boy, like, yeah. this, this, this thing's gonna go live in my car, yeah. And um, and it it didn't, and she was right that it was not quite two minutes, but it was close by. So I'm like, so we like pull up outside of this veterinary parking lot, and she's uh-huh. like, she's like oh no, all the lights are off in there or whatever. I'm just like, of course the lights are off. It's like, <laughs> it's like Friday night past 1 a.m. So like I, we pull up in this parking lot and she immediately gets out and starts like knocking on all like the doors and the windows and the raccoon's still in the car, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I immediately got out of the car and I'm just kind of like observing and she's like knocking on the windows, like making phone calls and clearly she's not having a lot of success contact anyone so um so i'm like yeah i don't think they're here like it's like could you please take the raccoon out of my car (laughs) and and she's like well i just could we call one more animal hospital i was like i was like nothing's i'm sorry we can't like we just can't she's like all right i'll take him out but can you please grab some leaves and some twigs (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay, why? And she's like, 
it'll help him feel more comfortable. And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? So she like, she, then she takes it out yeah. and she, oh, she, in the process of pulling it out, she saw that there was like a, um, I had for some reason had like a white t-shirt like uh-huh. in like sitting at the bottom of my seat, like that I used from like the gym or something like that. Yeah. She's like, can I please use this to cover him? And I was like, you didn't like, need that t-shirt. <laughs> I was, I, and, and yeah, at that point I was like, I was like, all right. Yeah. I, I mean, if that'll help, I don't, I don't really need it. She puts the raccoon in front of the front door of the veterinarian and puts the t-shirt over him and the leaves and the twigs are supposed to keep the raccoon like comfortable until the morning or whatever. Wow. And, um, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I think you've, you know, we've really gone above and beyond here. I don't think we can do anything more. And she's just like, you know, really reticent to leave. And I'm like, like, yeah, you know, we should, we should probably go now. And, like, <laughs> and, and so I, she gets in the car and I drive her back to her place, like, which is like three minutes away from there. And I'm like, like, yeah, that was pretty crazy or whatever. And like, she's like, she's like, yeah, well, I really want to thank you for, you know, your patience and for being helpful and, you know you want to come inside or something? It was like, you know, it's 2 a.m. at that point. And I'm like, like, yeah, no, I really have to go. And she's like, she's like, are you sure? Like, you know, and I'm like, no, nah, like, you know, I, yeah, I, getting pretty tired. I got to get all the way back to D.C. And like, <laughs> and like, you know, I could tell that she was like kind of like, you know, like yeah, was yeah. expecting something, you know, right. and, I'm like, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> and uh and and I, I get out of there and and she messaged me messaged me a few days later and like was asking i wanted to get together again and i was like i don't really i you know i don't think it's gonna work i don't i'm not sure i'm your type but yeah anyway um so we didn't have sex or have any sort of intimate contact but um but you had but, a raccoon we, in your car. I had, I had a raccoon in my that's, car. So I off asked of, you to off tell of, that off story. Off of OK Cupid. Yes. And um, yeah, and, I, I heard this it. story like right after it happened, and I, I wanted him to tell it for for recorded purposes because it's, it's a rather good story. Because it's yeah. a rather good story. But but um, I guess it you know it's like saying having to tell the story like now a number of years after it happened and like telling it a lot you know right around that time. It says a lot about me, right? I maybe maybe I should have driven away at that point, but I didn't. You but didn't for drive whatever away. reason, I'm not that good at being mean, you know. So that's um, that's that's not a bad. So thing. ladies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all you raccoon ladies out there. <laughs> I, I mean, does it get more intimate than a raccoon in your car? That feels that feels very. That? I don't think I've gotten more intimate than a. I don't think I've gotten that intimate. Or more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. I well, don't think I've ever had anybody, any live roadkill in the car. shared experience with this lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that transcends that's true. a lot and, of relationships. And, and, and you know, yeah. Yeah. honestly, the way that night went, like, it, you know, there's a number of, I'm not remembering everything of, like, the weirdness of the conversations, but, like, it would have made complete sense if that thing went live while it was in my car. And I was, I was definitely like, I'm like, you know, it's, it's on like small suburban roads and I wasn't driving that fast. Uh-huh. And I was definitely like, I was thinking like, 
all right, this thing goes live. I'm kicking this into neutral. I'm jumping out of the car and locking all the doors as I like as I like roll out of the car. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, fortunately, that didn't happen. But man, that was that was a crazy night. Yeah. Uh, and it was regrettable yeah. as a result, but I guess right. It's a good story. Right? It is a so, good yeah. story. <laughs> so yeah, thanks to both of you for coming here with your good stories. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Ben, for recording us here in the Blade House. Thank you, Cosy, for not um, jumping up on the equipment and just chilling over there. Cosy the cat. Um, mm-hmm. This has been great, and we have all been lousy humans. So thank you. We'll be back soon. Yay! Yay.